We all crave connection. At our core, we all want to feel loved and understood. Hi, I'm Nechami, founder of Carmela Cosmetics, a company that produces high-performance natural beauty products and is dedicated to uniting and empowering women through the power of color. This is We Are Women, a podcast where women speak their truth and celebrate their victories. This podcast came about as a way to give a voice to all women because we all have stories to share. It's a place where we'll learn about each other and ourselves, dive into important issues that affect us, discover all that we have in common, and make some memories. So pour yourself a glass of bread and get comfortable. Every night is ladies' night, and we are women. Before we get into today's episode, I want to talk about something exciting that by now many of you have heard because I've opened this up to all of you. As many of you know, besides from my own business experience, I have an MBA in marketing. And in addition to Carmela Cosmetics, where over 300,000 women have enjoyed our products over the past three years, my other passion is as a breakthrough business and image consultant. What I do is I work from a holistic perspective with female entrepreneurs and help guide you to up-level your marketing and business through different strategies, including actualizing your ideal self-image, which is so important in this day and age of social media marketing and personal branding. And we delve into your personality type to discover strategies that align with you and lead to increased visibility and profits for your business. It's so exciting for me when I see my clients experiencing breakthroughs and clarity. And this is what my passion for business and marketing is really all about. I want you to attract the right clients or customers you've always dreamed of with strategies that actually align with you. And you're not just implementing these strategies because you've been told to or you see others doing them. Marketing is constantly evolving and I want you to feel comfortable with the processes that you're using and realize that one size does not fit all, which is why I utilize your personality type when we plan your strategies. I'm a huge fan of the Enneagram personality system and I see how much it's helped myself and my clients. So this is one of the techniques that I utilize to help you on the road to success. As I mentioned, we also talk about your image and personal branding, and I help you become more visible and show prospective clients the value you'll be giving them with your product or service and therefore gain the success and profits you've been hoping for. You can message me on Instagram or email me at nechami at carmelacosmetics.com for a free 20-minute strategy session. That's N-E-C-H-A-M-I and Carmela Cosmetics with Carmela with a K to see if you're a good fit for my program. I would love to speak with you. Now let's move on to today's podcast episode. Today's episode features Batsheva Hart, who is an inspiring and popular fashion and lifestyle influencer and viral content creator. She currently has over 1.3 million followers on TikTok 85,000 on Instagram and growing every day. During this episode, Bacheva shares actionable tips for aspiring social media influencers, growth and content secrets which have gotten her to where she is today, which is working full time as a content creator. Bacheva also shares some challenges she's overcome on her journey, misconceptions that people have regarding the influencer industry, boundaries she's established to protect herself from negativity, and the ways she's grown since she created her account. She also speaks about the importance of posting intentionally and being authentic while promoting brands. 
This is a great episode full of valuable information if you're thinking about entering the content creation space or if you'd like to know what goes on behind the scenes. Listen in and enjoy. As a child, I loved to hang out with my friends. I definitely was always into like beauty and hair care. I loved playing with like the Barbie's hair. I didn't have an imagination to actually play with toys myself, but I loved like doing their hair from a young age and that I would always like go when I would go to the supermarket or something like that, be able to get like a hair magazine, like not an actual magazine. I don't even know if like anybody knows what these are, but they were just like about hair. It was my dream to be a hairstylist. Um, so I definitely was like into that from a young age, not really into fashion that much, but my mom was into fashion. So I was always like dressed well, you know. So is that how you got started in the blogging world? Not at all. I, after I graduated high school, I went to culinary school for a little bit because I didn't do a gap year in Israel. So I wasn't like ready to go to college or anything. I just wanted to do something on the side and I always enjoyed cooking. So I did that. And then I went to cosmetology school since I always wanted to be a hairstylist. Um, I got my cosmetology license. I got married. I moved to Israel. I worked in a salon and I realized that salon life was not for me. Uh, I was really interested in editorial hair, but in order to really break out into that, you need to be available to work on Saturdays and um, Shabbat observance. That wasn't really an option for me. So I was like, okay, you know what I needed? I tried doing like wedding hair. I hated it. Um, I wasn't into wig styling or anything like that. So I ended up going to FIT for accessories design and I got my associates and then I was off for the summer and I just had a lot of extra time. So I actually started my blog then about four years ago. Um, and it was more just like a hobby. I had time off and I would always post what I was working on in school on my Snapchat for like my 10 friends and never into social media at all. If you like look at my personal social media account from before, it has like a picture of me and my husband every Purim and that's like basically it. <laughs> so um, it was something totally new for me, but yeah, I got into it like much later. Wow, okay. So I did not know that you were a hairstylist and that you're a trained cosmetologist. I mean, that's that makes a lot of sense now that you always look so great and put together. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So I feel like my cosmetology experience definitely wasn't a waste. I know how to do my own hair and um, I love trying different hairstyles, as you guys know, colors, textures. So um, definitely still carry that love with me. Right, right. Let's backtrack for a minute. I would love to, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners would love to hear your background a little bit more. Like, what's your family's story? My grew up in Atlanta, Georgia until I was 11. And then my family moved to Muncie, New York. And I went to school there until, you know, went, went all the way through school. I grew up much more religious. And then, um, my after I got married my mom decided she no longer wanted to be religious and she uh, ended up you know now she's a CEO of a huge modeling agency she's super successful and she kind of opened up different opportunities for us and showed us like a more um, you know not a strict lifestyle and from that my husband and I were able to kind of figure out who we wanted to be so definitely grew up much more religious and now I'm modern orthodox. Oh, interesting. Okay. 
Okay. So at first, so, so you were posting holiday posts with your husband. So how did you decide to, to do this as a thing? You know what I mean? Did, did it, were you just posting for fun and then, and people liked it or was this something that you planned? You know, like, was it organic? Like, how did it happen? So, yeah. So my, my once a year social media interaction had nothing to do with me starting going into blogging. I just, since I was posting on my Snapchat, what I was working on, cause I was making handbags and shoes and belts. Um, I was like, oh, this might be interesting to like share to more people. And I always enjoyed traveling and I would make great itineraries. So I'm like, I have all this time in the summer. I have a very part-time internship. Why don't I spend my time uh, putting together a website to see if it's something I'm interested in doing? So I did tons of research, made a website, started my Instagram page, and just like really put all of my energy into it and realized that I loved being in social media because it was a place that I was able to take all of my interests like hair and travel, um, fashion into one area and share with people. Uh, so when school came around again in the fall, I went back for a couple of weeks and I was like, I don't need a bachelor's in accessories design. Let me switch my degree to marketing. So I ended up switching my degree, which I am still a part-time student, to direct and interactive marketing. Um, so do it super part-time, but I had a goal in life to get a degree and I'm still working towards it, even though I don't necessarily need it for my profession right now. Well, that's always admirable. I, I find that when people go out to school and they don't actually need it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like I'm never going to regret getting it because if I ever, right now what I do is freelance. So if I ever need a nine to five or some kind of reliable paycheck, then I'll have my degree in design and marketing and all the experience I've been doing now. So it just will help me in the future. And I always think it's important to have some sort of backup plan, especially if you're in the freelance world. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Where are you in school? FIT. Oh, for marketing? I'm still... Yeah, I'm in direct oh. and interactive marketing. Yeah, so we basically focus on like social media marketing, you know, online marketing, things like that. So literally what I do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I was going to say, you could probably sit like- teach I would love to teach <laughs> one of the classes. I have so much more information to share than some of these professors sometimes, but it's okay. <laughs> right, isn't it funny how when you're out in the field, you really could- you have so much more to contribute than people who are just read about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think, I think like it's because social media is moving so quickly that it's hard to update the curriculum as fast as it's evolving. Um, so, you know, like some of my classes now have included Instagram into them, but maybe my classes from two years ago hadn't even been like fully updated on Instagram when now like they should really be talking about TikTok. So it's just like so fast. Um, and the program that I'm in is really tiny and it's brand new. Like it's only a couple of years old because they saw that there's actually a need to learn about digital marketing as opposed to traditional marketing. Right, right. It's so interesting that you mentioned that because I remember when I was in school, so I, I also have a degree in marketing. And when, not that long ago, like right when Instagram came out, my mm. professor who was in the marketing world for a long time, said you know social media is like not like real marketing we're not going to go into that and our friends and I looked at each other and we're like no (laughs) (laughs) 
he doesn't know it. Like, you know, it's so interesting to see where it's, where it's gone. What is it? For sure. Yeah. So what is your why? What motivates you to do what you do? Um, I think it's really important for women to have something that is theirs and, you know, God willing, one day I would love to be a mother, but I always want to have something that's mine and a way that I am personally bringing in my own money. And I think that's just really important to have. Um, and it's hard to make that a priority I see from friends who have kids. Um, but I struggled with like thinking about what can I do, what interests me. And when I found social media, it's kind of like the best of both worlds that I'm my own boss. I can make my own hours and God willing, this is a profession that I'll be able to hold on to even when one day I do have kids and I won't have to, you know, pick and choose. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So you're one of those bloggers who like you blog about your life, but not like every single thing, right? You have some boundaries. So how would you, I guess I have a couple of questions here because I would love to know your social media boundaries, but I'd also love to know in regards to your own mental health, like how you decide what to share, what not to share, because it could become, it gets to become a lot. Like you're always on your phone videoing everything, you know? So I'm like not naturally and like a very emotional wear my heart on my sleeve kind of person. Um, so in the beginning when I would have people message me like, oh my gosh, you need to be more open. I'm like, this is me. Like I'm not an open book to anybody. So whatever I'm sharing, like that's what I'm sharing. I also find that I always look at what other people are posting and think about what I enjoy about what they're sharing versus what I don't enjoy. For me, social media, I think um, it's definitely a workplace, but it's made, the main point is to like educate and entertain people. Um, so I think it's obviously important to, to be open, but I don't want to like become depressed from watching someone's like, you know, you know, complaining all the time. I think they're supposed to, you know, like when people are like, oh my God, they're so open, they're so real. I don't like, for me, I look at social media as like just like a snippet of somebody's life. So I think it's okay if you show more positive things, you know? Um, and I'm very like aware of my surroundings and who I'm with and I never want to make anybody uncomfortable. So if I'm ever with friends or my husband, my family, I always ask permission, like, do you mind if I film this or if I record this? Because it's not my place to put anybody else on social media. So I feel very comfortable sharing my own things, um, but I'm very respectful of my friends and family's privacy. And that's why you don't necessarily always see my husband's family or my dad. They don't want to be on social media. It doesn't mean that I don't have relationships with them. That's like a very, I think, common misconception. If you share a lot of your life, if you're not sharing every, like people just think whatever you're sharing is everything, which is just not what it is at all. Um, and I think that's important for people to like, remember that when you are looking at people's stories or their posts on Instagram, um, that's just like, you know, maybe you're watching a bunch of stories. Maybe that's like a minute of their full day. So just keep that in mind um, that we're all people, we're all human. Um, and I don't think anybody needs to prove themselves about what they're sharing. I like shouldn't feel like I need to share more just because people are interested in hearing that this is what I'm comfortable with. Um, and I think of my platform as like a very positive place. And, and that's what I like to share. 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I love everything you just said. I mean, seriously, starting from, you know, the fact that looking at you, like you could be successful even when you don't do, not everybody else is doing, but so many other people are doing and they're kind of like these expectations that are not necessarily fair, I guess I would say, um, in regards to being a blogger, influencer, that you are supposed to just show everything. And as you said, people tell you they want to see more, but you're not comfortable with that. And that's totally okay. And look at, like, you're successful regardless, you know? Yeah. And I think you have to just be true to yourself. And, you know, it's also my personality. As I said, I'm not like an open book kind of person in general. So even my closest friends don't see that side of me. So I, I really feel like I share my authentic self on my page. Right. No, that's, that's fantastic. And I I love that piece of advice that you're giving to aspiring bloggers, because I think being yourself, which is what you're saying is, is really just the way to do it. Yeah, definitely be yourself. You know, don't, if you share everything, then you're opening everybody up to judgment about you. Um, And you don't necessarily, I feel like whatever I share, if I share something that I know people are going to give me feedback on it. So I don't share things that I don't care about people's responses or their opinions. And I think that's really important because if you're going to share something very vulnerable and then people are going to be mean to you or say something that you don't like, well, you put that out there. So you need to be okay with getting that feedback. So I'm very conscious of that. And if I think that there's something that could be controversial or something like that, then I think about, do I want to hear people's opinions? Because if I share this, I will. Um, And I'm just very mindful of things like that. So be careful with what you're vulnerable with, because people are going to come at that and you have to be strong enough to withstand it. For sure. Yeah. That's such a great point because I think I've seen people, you know, get upset when people, when their followers give their opinions on things that they posted about, but they almost like ask for it, you know? Yeah. You just, I think, I still think there are terrible mean people out there. Like I, you know, um, I don't get like a lot of, sometimes I'll get mean DMs, um, and I just block people. Like if I see, you know, like the, my coping mental health way is that if I see something going in a negative direction, I delete immediately. So I can't like look back at it. If I'm like, wait, what did they say? You know, goodbye. I don't want to see it. Um, on TikTok, people are terrible and horrific in comments. And I just know for myself, if a video has over a hundred thousand views, let's say I'm not looking at the comments because I know people are going to be hurtful to me. So it's just like a matter of, that's why I think I'm slightly more open on TikTok than I am on Instagram because it's much easier for me to weed out the haters. Then on Instagram, people can DM you on TikTok. They can't message you unless you follow them back or you oh. can just like me set. I mean, I can go through my message requests, but like, I don't do that often. Um, so they can only really get me in the comments and I just don't read them. So nobody can really hate at me or like come on my mental health in that way, as opposed to Instagram where people feel much more comfortable DMing you and it's harder to stay away from that. Right. That's so interesting. I never thought of it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Wow. Do you limit yourself in regards to the time you spend on social media every day? For sure. Um, I don't go on TikTok at night ever. Um, And generally, I'll just like scroll through for like about half an hour a day to do my 
personal research on like trending sounds, trending, um, trending trends, um, see what people are up to. But it's really for me more research than scrolling through TikTok um, and Instagram as well. I am very conscious about my time. You know, whatever time I'm on there is generally I think of as work. Um, less so than just like downtime. For me, if I want downtime, I'm watching TV. Because social media to me is like my job. That makes total sense. Yeah. I mean, it is your job, so you don't want to be on yeah. it. <laughs> definitely not. So I enjoy it like occasionally, but um, I definitely go on it more for like research purposes. And then TikTok to me is much more addictive. So I just avoid it completely at night. Right. That makes total sense. I'm just curious, how many hours a day do you spend total, would you say, on, on social media? No, social media, I don't think a lot. I spend a lot of time on my phone because I do all of my editing and all of that kind of stuff, answering emails a lot of times on my phone. Um, social media, I really, I wouldn't say like a crazy amount of time. Okay, yeah, that makes sense because I guess it's not on the, on the apps that take the amount of time. It's really the prep to put to upload. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. So how do you attract new followers, would you say? Um, I think on Instagram, Reels has been really helpful because Instagram is pushing that out. Otherwise, it's been really hard to grow. And TikTok is just like a free-for-all kind of at this point. Um, most people are only looking at their free page and I, you know, I've seen tons of small creators blow up. So there's really a lot of room for growth there. Um, if you're putting out content that's shareable. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So we all love to watch, to see your stories and your posts because they're so beautiful and the clothes that you wear, the outfits that you put together. I mean, it's obviously a lot of work. So how would you describe your blogging style? I, I definitely think through what I'm sharing. Is this going to be interesting to someone? Because I personally don't like watching mindless stories. I don't like trailing on for long amount of time just because I, I always look at what other people are posting, what I enjoy. I don't enjoy seeing a lot of lines on top of someone's story. To me, that's like overwhelming, you know? So I try to be very mindful at what I'm posting. Um, and for it to be like getting, give you some value, whether it's inspiration, positivity, um, or just something that I find in entertaining and want to share. So I try to really come at it as something that's interesting and intriguing and not going to keep you bored or make you swipe next. Right. Also, I love your post because you keep the captions short most of the time. Like to oh, the captions are so hard. <laughs> <laughs> but they're very engaging uh, thank you I try I try try it is definitely a struggle <laughs> so but like, do you ever take social media breaks um I do well I take a weekly break every Shabbos Saturday right um is my time off very thankful for that um and every couple of months I'll usually do like a three-day social media cleanse where I delete the apps on my oh. phone so it's kind of just like I don't think like everybody realizes it but you automatically like touch apps on your phone without like thinking about it when you're sitting down or like you're not actually busy um so it's 
kind of good to like train yourself out of that every couple of months to like not automatically go for that. Um, and that to me is like really great when I take it off. Cause like just not using social media is nice, but like you're not going to not use it if it's sitting there on your phone. So even though it's my job, I think like three days is a nice amount of time um, just to like clear your headspace a little bit. For sure. I mean, everyone gets to take a vacation once in a while. So yeah, you have to kind of assign yourself the same. Yeah, it's interesting. It's hard to choose when because my vacations are social media shareable moments. So it's not like really the ideal time to like take off of my phone. Um, but I'll usually do like a long weekend, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, take off and then, you know, get back into my regular routine on Monday. Right. Right. That's great. By the way, mm-hmm. is they, do you feel like a pressure to post um, when I'm mean, not to post, but to at least take pictures when you're on vacation? Um, for me, it's just like, it's good content to have. So it's, it makes sense for me to do it. If I'm not feeling it, I don't, you know, I, I've taken off like certain expectations of myself because I want to enjoy my time. So if I do know I'm in a place or like, let's say out with my friends and I know that I want to get like, I want to show the place that I'm at because it's really interesting. And I think it's a good, it's good content. Um, I always do everything right away because I don't want to take away from the moment. So if I'm somewhere and I need a photo, I take the photo first and then I enjoy myself the rest of the night and I'm not worried about getting the content. For me, I try to like get that stuff out of the way and then I never feel like it takes away. That's so smart that you do that because I myself feel pressured sometimes. I'm not a blogger like you, but because of my account and, you know, mm-hmm. I want to see you. So when I go to interesting places, I'm always feeling that pressure to take pictures but I'm, I should try what you just said. You take it first and then you enjoy Do it first and then you enjoy the rest of the time. I don't, I personally, to me, social media isn't a pressure. Like I really, really enjoy what I do. Like I love shooting content. Um, taking photos is sometimes like, you know, overwhelming, just like getting the right lighting and the right spot and blah, blah, blah. Um, and that definitely like take beforehand. But when it comes to like sharing in the moment, like taking videos of things, to me, it's not taking away from something. I know that for other people it is. And I never want to be that person who's always on their phone. So I try to be very mindful of like doing that all in the beginning as much as I can. And then just being like as present as I am the rest of the time. And I do feel that I actually am much more present than other people because like I make that mindful choice that I'm not being on my phone and when I'm with my friends and I'm not like taking content or things like that then like I'm much more like there and I'm not like scrolling through something because to me that's my job and I want to be in the moment. For sure yeah and I love that you mentioned the mindfulness aspect because that really applies to so many things in life, not only being a blogger for anyone who has their own business, for anyone who just, just living life mindfully is so important. You mm-hmm. know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I, I think we touched on this a little bit, but what are other misconceptions that you want to clear up about the blogging industry? I think that you really only see like a tiny snippet of what goes into it. Um, And anybody that's like tried to get into social media understands the amount of time and dedication. And you really need to be very self-motivated 
Um, and I'm not trying to say that someone shouldn't go into it, but you need to be really on top of yourself because nobody is making you do anything. And you're only going to be successful if you put yourself out there and are on top of yourself to work hard and make a difference because you're your own boss and that's very rewarding, but at the same time, it's really challenging. Right. Yeah. It's so interesting with you that you mentioned that because I think a lot of people have this idea that, you know, becoming a blogger, influencer, or running their own business means that all of a sudden they're free. It's like freedom, you know? Yeah. But, but the truth is that, I mean, to an extent it's, you are because, you know, you, you don't have to answer up to anyone, but at the end of the day, you really have to have that, that self-control and that, um, what was word you used? I said like dedication or self, like be self-motivated because right. you, you're only as successful as the amount of content or quality that you put out there. So nobody's, and nobody's going to do that for you. So you got to be a self-starter, make your, you know, like when people hear I wake up at like seven 30, they're like, why? I mean, not that that's so early, but like, I don't get it. Like you can sleep in, you don't have to be at an office. I'm like, I like to get up and start my day, put my clothing on, you know, like I, like, that's how I keep myself motivated. So, um, and, and it takes a long time to be successful. Like when I started, I told my husband, I needed five years. So I would say like in the past year, I feel like I'm finally like making a mark, but it took a long, long time to get to this point. Um, and you need to be the one who's driving it. So how many years has it been? Almost four. Wow. So you I started in 2017. Yeah. So I'm past my, past my mark in terms of like making like some, like enough money that I feel like, okay, I ha- I'm making like a real job salary, um, which is really exciting. Yeah. Congratulations. But thank you. Um, but it takes a long time. You know, it's not that t- you have to, if you're going into it, it's because like you really, really love it and really have a passion for it. Right. Have you ever heard or have people ever contacted you and you spoken to them and about and, and heard some, in your opinion, not great reasons to go into the blogging world? I think it's more that people are just like, oh, this is an easy thing I can do. Like, I want free stuff, which like free things is nice to an extent, you know, like I, I'm like, I appreciate the free things I get from brands, but I also want to be paid for my time to promote them. Right. So people look at all like the cool things that you get and they don't think about like all the behind the scenes that you don't see on social media um, that are really, that can be challenging and you, you just don't look at that. So I think people sometimes, you know, like when I'm even to this day, like sometimes I'll meet someone there like, oh, like, oh, so you like stay in your pajamas all day and work at home. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I do. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I don't even like give them a real answer. I just like laugh in my head, you know, okay, like, sure. If that's, if that's the way you want to look at it. Um, so I think it's more like people just have their own, if they're not into it, then they don't realize the amount of work. Um, but I like stop getting insulted by that because it's okay. You know, not everyone appreciates social media. Right. Right. Yeah. That's so annoying. Oh my God. <laughs> Right. Um, could you share some other challenges you've overcome? Um, I think being 
uh, what's the word? Being confident in who you are and what you want to share with the world is so important because um, you're you're putting yourself out there. And if this is like a really good tip for anybody who wants to go into it, is that if this is something that you want to do, you need to be your biggest cheerleader because when you're talking to other people and you have 200 followers, which is I started with zero. So you need to be like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. Passionate about it, confident. I'm going to be, I am successful. Um, so, so people see you in that way, because unless you see yourself as being someone who um, is successful and enjoys what they're doing, nobody else is going to see you like that. Um, and that's something that I had a challenge with when I first started because I had no followers and people were like, oh, you're trying to be a blogger. And I'm like, yes, I am. Something that I'm doing now. I hope you like my page. Please follow me. Um, <laughs> and that was really hard. But I'm saying you have to put yourself out there because if you're not doing it, nobody else is going to do it. Yes, I, I love that. I love that you just mentioned that because, well, I think what you're referring to is mindset. Yeah, definitely. So how did you get, how did you change your mindset? Um, I think I just realized that point that if I want to be considered someone, if I want to be a blogger or an influencer, then I need to be the one who's putting out that information instead of like standing back from it or being like, oh, it's something I'm trying out. I don't know. We'll see how it goes, you know, because then people are going to think of it that way. But if you come at them and are like, this is what I'm doing. This is my job or whatever your part-time job. Most people don't do it full-time when they start. Um, but this is what I want to do. Then people are going to look at you in that way. So it was just, well, you know, a conversation I probably have with myself when I'm like, no, don't back down, stand your ground and be proud of what you're doing. Yeah, that's great. I love that. I love that. Mindset is everything. I, I really believe it because first of all, as you just mentioned, it motivates you yeah. And, but also the energy that you feel is the energy that you put out there. So if you really believe that you could do something, other people will start to believe it too. And if you don't, people will sense that as well. Definitely. You mentioned that you are now working as a blogger full-time, which is really cool. Congratulations again on that. Thank you. All your hard work. Oh my gosh. It's like so nice to feel that it's finally paying off. So how do you decide whether or not to charge brands? Like what's your like, 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 how do you decide that? Um, so right now I'm represented. So I have like a team of people who are like actively looking for partnerships on my behalf that they think would be a good fit for me. Obviously people, you know, reach out to me on Instagram and I just like send them to my agency to discuss. Um, but at this point, I don't feel like I, you know, am working for free for people unless, you know, it's a big, I think it's important to like understand your value as well um, and where you're at. I definitely worked for free for years until I felt like I was at the place where I could charge brands. Um, and there are still times that I'll, you know, do some stories for free just to develop a relationship with a brand that I want to work with. So if you see that there's value in working for free to build a relationship, then I totally support that. Um, but you also have to think about what your value is and if this opportunity is worth your time. Right. I don't know if that answered your question, but. <laughs> yeah, I know that's great advice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I was, I was just wondering because I know 
basically different bloggers decide that they're going to charge people or not charge people. So I was wondering like, but, but you're saying that, that you, you pretty much charge people unless if you just decide to promote something or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I definitely promote things on my page all the time. If they're just like things that I happen to use every single day, or I'm in the mood of like sharing, like, I really like this product. Not everything I share or promote is paid. Um, you know, recently I had, I've been wearing these nails from chill house. It's like a nail company. My friend messaged me. She's like, Oh, they reached out about working with me. Like how much are you charging them? I'm like, ah, there, I buy the nails myself. I'm just tagging them. Cause I love it. You know, like I don't promote everything, you know, not everything is a paid promotion at all. Um, it's more if like brands are reaching out to me that they want my help. Then I think about like how, like, what is the value to this partnership? Is it, you know, it, is it sometimes worth it to work for free? Generally, I don't at mm-hmm. this point in my career. Right, right. That makes sense. Yeah. And how, how do you create expectations for the brands that are met knowing that you're charging them to post it? Well, generally there's like a content brief and you follow guidelines and it's not usually up to me what I'm sharing. It's all you know, something that's organic to me. And if it's, you know, obviously I only work with brands that I personally use or would personally wear, have definitely said goodbye to opportunities because brands are like, oh, well, we want you to sign on without trying the product. And I'm like, I can't do that. Like, I apologize, but like, I'm not going to promote you if I've never tested it or if it's a fashion, something that's not my style. Like, I'm not going to wear it. If I'm not going to wear it, then I'm not going to be telling my followers to wear it. Um, So I think it's very important to really be true to yourself and your page because, um, you know, you have to, they want to trust you and you have to earn that trust by actually sharing what you personally are using. Um, So, but when it comes to creating content for brands, there's generally like something they want to promote and a message that they want to send. And then I get to create based on that message. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. And I I also love how you only promote brands that you, that, that align with you because that's so important. 100%. You can't do it any other way. And it's not, it's not worth any paycheck to work with a brand that you haven't tested and isn't true to you. Right. Right. For sure. So what would you say is the, is the greatest satisfaction of being a fashion blogger? Um, I guess the greatest satisfaction is that I get to wake up every day and love what I do and be excited that there's something new um, and interesting coming for me that day. And that's something that I really, really love. It never gets old. Right, right, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's an exciting business because fashion is constantly evolving and as is Instagram and the mm-hmm. influence world. So yeah. Ha- has your has there been any change in, in your blogging since COVID hit? Um, I would say, well, in terms, I honestly, I call myself a content creator, not a blogger, just because okay. I'm not so active in like the blogging sphere on my website. You know, like I'll post on it every couple of months. I definitely was more active pre-COVID because I would write a monthly things to do in New York City post. Um, Didn't write on that for months and months. Now I'm doing more of like a quarterly post because there's still not a lot of things open. I did see in July, they're opening up fully, whatever that means. So hopefully I'll be back into it. 
Um, but I think what changed a lot is people weren't looking for as much fashion inspiration because everybody was in loungewear. Um, and it was, it was the time to kind of like get more creative. So gave me a lot of time to work on my TikTok because I was at home shooting all day. Um, and it was really, it was good. I mean, it was challenging because I lost partnerships because companies closed or they're like, people aren't spending money or they couldn't spend money anymore. Um, and it was a very, very quiet year. And it only like recently in the past couple of months started picking up. Um, but in terms of content, I would say it shifted from like more fashion and more into like entertaining or beauty skincare kind of way. But now it's, we're veering back into fashion again. So that's exciting. That's interesting. It makes total sense so that people were wearing more loungewear. Yeah. So, and also like, I, I totally understand it. You're not going to be, you're not buying, I bought like the least amount of spring summer clothes ever because I was like, how often am I going out that I need to be dressed? So people weren't necessarily looking for that kind of inspiration on their page. They were looking for cute loungewear sets, which like, you know, I love, um, but it wasn't like the content I was, you know, I was used to shooting outside a lot for months. I couldn't take photos outside because I live in the city. Um, so it definitely was a shift, but uh, I'm happy we're out of it or in almost, almost right. out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, okay. What was I going to ask you? I think we're good. We're almost done. Um, oh yeah. Just as a thing. Um, what would you say has contributed to your success? Ooh, good question. Um, I think consistency is definitely one of the main things. Um, and I think being yourself and like putting out your own thing and not being afraid of what people are going to say because people can see through fakeness. So if you're authentically you um, and you're sharing things that people are interested in, you know, as I say, whatever I'm putting out there, I think I always try to think, is this going to be interesting to somebody else? Um, so be mindful of those things because that's, what's going to get people to talk about you and to share your page with their friends. Um, there's a company called Four.co. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's like an influencer agency. They represent influencers and brands. Um, and the CEO has a podcast. And when I first started, I was like listening to his podcast all the time. And I think he, he gave a really like important piece of advice. And he said, you want to be someone who, when girls get together with their friends, they're talking about you because they're like, you know, you shared something interesting. So, you know, or they find you entertaining. Like, I'm not a funny person. So like, I wish I had the comedy aspect, but in a different way, you know, I hope I'm sharing something that's like fashion valuable or life or entertaining. So you have to, you want to be someone that other people are going to talk about, hopefully in a positive way, um, so that they're going to get their other friends to follow you as well. For sure. That's great advice. Totally. And I never thought about it in that way. And I'm like, oh, that's true. Cause like I followed tons of people from like chatting with my girlfriends about what's up on social media. Right. Right. Like your friend will be like, oh, have you seen that post with so-and-so? Mm -hmm. And you're like, wait, who? Oh, okay. I'll follow her. You know? Exactly. Exactly. So you want to be that person. Yeah, that's great. So besides for blogging, what do you like to do in your spare time? I like food. I like food. I like drinks. 
I like going out, seeing interesting places. Um, I really like like getting dressed and going out. So that was definitely hard during COVID not being able to do that because I was used to like not being home most nights. Um, and then I was like home so much. So I definitely enjoy like new cultural experiences, seeing new things, traveling, um, all of that brings me joy. Right. Yeah, that's great. So what is your greatest achievement outside of blogging? Um, I think getting, being in college and getting a degree. Right. It's a lot of work. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for you. Okay. So I would love to hear your favorite life quote and why it's your favorite. It is by Oscar Wilde. It is be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. And I think that's my motto, be yourself, be you. And um, I just think it's so important because it's very easy to get lost behind following what other people are doing or what they're wearing or what their opinions are. But you're the only one living your life and nobody's living it for you. So be you. I love it. Love it. So let me ask you, was this something that you had to work on? especially in the, in the content creator space or was it natural? Um, I'm, I would say it's definitely more my natural side. I, I was raised very independently. So I think that definitely helped. Um, and then just like evolving my lifestyle, you know, I don't care about what other people think. I, I do my life for me, what makes me happy, what I think is going to benefit me in the long run. Um, and because I'm the only one living my life. So if it's, a good choice for me, then I'm not going to care about what other people are going to say or how they're going to judge me. Right. Yeah. I love that. I really do. It's, it's definitely been an evolution, but I do feel like I do naturally have like an innate thing inside of me that made it not as hard, but it's definitely a challenge, you know, especially coming from a place where people are very judgmental of your lifestyle, but then you realize after like, you're the only one who's living your life. So I'm not going to care about what other people are thinking. I've also found that people who are outwardly judgmental, they're only judging you because they're unhappy in their own lives because someone who's happy isn't going to care. They just want you to be happy just like them. So that's what I found. If people are mean or say something rude to me, I'm just like, okay, try to remind myself like they're just unhappy people because nobody who's happy is going to be mean. Right. And I repeat that to myself lots of times. It's, it's great. Yeah. I mean, it's so important because we have to really, yeah, to repetition is the way to do it because there's no end self-talk for sure. Oh yeah. Always, always talk to myself, talk myself up, remind myself about things, you know, because yeah, people are, people can be mean to your face or be judgmental, but I really believe that only someone who's being judgmental or rude, it's because they're unhappy with what's going on in their lives. Otherwise they wouldn't care. Right. Right. So who are your, who are your female role models? Like who, who's, who inspires you? My mom. <laughs> I feel like classic answer, but my mom is really my inspiration. She went from being a stay at home mom to the CEO of a huge company. And she's definitely taught me that you have to live for you and um, that you have to do what makes you happy and that there's no dream that is too far. So I, she's definitely like my biggest role model. 
Yeah. I love when people choose their moms. I mean, <laughs> moms are the best. <laughs> they are. They really are. Okay. So I'm going to ask you the question that we ask everyone to end off. Okay. And that is, what is something that you hope the next generation of women won't have to struggle with? Mm. Um, I think what I would hope is that there should be, I know that it's being less stigmatized, but there should be even less of a stigma against working women. And that if you have something for yourself, doesn't have to be a full-time thing, um, that you're any less of a mother. And I think that's, even though I'm not a mom yet, I still think that's like what moms are still dealing with. Um, so I would like to think that women will be seen as more. Yeah. And not judge for it. For sure. And no guilt because that's what. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but guilt is because of other people that are True. putting that on them. So there's so much of that. Um, and I think that's like really detrimental because you're only a mom for at stay at home mom for so long. And then you can have lots of years where you're not. And then, and then what, you know, you could be 45 and have all your kids grown and what are you keeping your days busy with, you know? Yeah. You can have your kids grown up and be young and not be ready to retire. And then you, because you spent all those years only being a mom, not that that's not super hard. I'm sure it is extremely hard, but if you have something for yourself, then when you, your kids don't need you anymore, you can continue that. So that's why it doesn't have to be anything big. I think just for women to have something for themselves, right. A side hustle. Sure that if they can do that I think that's like so important absolutely yeah so where can people find you if they want to learn more about you you can find me on Instagram on TikTok on YouTube um, at at Bachava Heart B-A-T-S-H-E-V-A Heart is H-A-A-R-T and my website is still my original Sunny's and Sangria name well thank you so much Bachava for joining me today it was so nice Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And it was so nice seeing you in person. <laughs> That's all for tonight. Thanks so much for listening. Connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Carmela Cosmetics. That's Carmela with a K. And on our website, CarmelaCosmetics.com. If there's a woman in your life whose story needs to be heard, send me a message to let me know who she is and why she means so much to you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know your thoughts. We want you to feel heard. 